Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's 1217. New Wave Podcast is Monday morning, late night, chilling. Recording live from Wildwood, New Jersey. I'm chilling. I came up here to take care of some business. Business is handled. Time to do the podcast. Um, a lot of stuff been going on this week. A whole lot of stuff. As far as sports goes, um, as far as politics goes, but we're gonna keep it on in a, in a lane. We're gonna talk about what everybody's talking about. The hottest top, the hottest topic right now is Kwame Brown. We have to do it. If I didn't talk about this Kwame Brown shit, it wouldn't be popping. So the other day. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes and Gilbert Arenas posted a podcast, All the Smoke. They posted a podcast. Um, they said a few things. Um, it really wasn't that hurtful. But to him, to Kwame Brown, it was hurtful. So it struck a nerve with him. He got upset. There's nothing wrong with getting upset. Everybody gets upset. Everybody gets angry. Everybody gets angry, right? But whatever they said about Kwame Brown pissed him the fuck off. And he went fucking bananas on a lot of people. Not just Steven Jackson. Not just Matt Barnes. I'm talking about he went on on The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne, um, Envy, a little bit on Angela Yee. I'm, I'm, I mean, the ball went in on a lot of people. A lot of people. But we're gonna. I'm going to tell y'all why what he was doing wasn't wrong. It wasn't wrong. To dudes that, to the guys getting dissed, it was probably wrong, right? But we're going to break this whole thing down. You know, so they came at him. Let's give the back end story of Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown was the top pick. Michael Jordan drafted him with the first pick in the NBA draft. They drafted Kwame Brown with hopes that he would be the next best thing. He was going to be a big man that was going to change the whole dynamics of basketball. He was going to do his thing. Coming straight out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Not even college. The young boy just went to high school, went from high school straight to the league. All right? So when he goes from high school to the league, they looking at it like, uh oh, we got some, we got some, we got something on our hands. We got a beast right here. But he didn't live up to the expectations of the league. He didn't live up to those big man expectations. He was like below, below, below average. You know what I'm saying? Like the ball was, the ball was below, below below average. Three belows. He wasn't good in the NBA. Now, does that mean he's a bad basketball player? No. He just didn't live up to the NBA's expectations. That don't mean he was trash. Let's stop this. The NBA, you got to be good to be in the NBA. You got to be really good to play professional basketball. You have to be good. You can't be bad. You know what I'm saying? And 
if you bad, you just don't make it in that league. You get pushed out. So he didn't get pushed out. He didn't get pushed out of the league because he had a long, lengthy career. But people still calling him like a bust and all this shit. So that's what he's mad at. You know, we, he's mad because people were talking about him. We're talking about Kwame Brown and the whole situation. So anybody would be mad at that. Nobody's going to let that slide. But 20 years later, and y'all still talking about him, I can understand why he's mad. Because it's 20 years later. It's not two months later. It's not two years later. It's 20 years later. And these dudes got something to say about this young man that's minding his business. So he went off. So he went off. Yes, every shot is not going to go in. And he went off on these dudes. Shout out to everybody that's that's um tuning into this shit. Because a lot of people going to just say what they say. They're going to say whatever sounds good. But Steven Jackson wasn't good in the NBA either. Let's do this like this. We're going to take, because there's levels to this shit right here, right? There's levels to this shit. And these dudes is trying to hide the fact that they weren't that good in the NBA. So Steven Jackson was below average. Matt Barnes was below, below average. Steven Jackson didn't average 20 points in the league. Matt Barnes couldn't average 10 points in the league. I don't understand where the confusion is at. Like, why, why, they, why they calling the ball trash if they weren't that good? It's like calling the kettle black, you know? So they use their platform to come at the young man. It's fine. It's, it's all fair. It's all love and war. You know what I mean? Right. And um, they use their platform. They shit it on them. He, don't, he doesn't have a platform, but he used social media and he shitted all over these dudes. He stomped on them. He put them down. And now he got it to the point where Matt Barnes said, yo, I, we wanna, I wanna fight. He wanna fight. I wanna meet you, I wanna go for a box. Like, it ain't even gotta go that far, right? So Steven Jackson, he said, yo, you taking it too personal, you talking personal. But you guys dragged this guy they woke up this man and put him in a position to defend himself, and he did that. Now, here goes the other people. They think that Kwame Brown's wrong. You got Charlemagne. You know, oh, Charlemagne didn't even make sense. He talked about this young man's father. You know what I'm saying? His father had, I guess, caught a case years ago, and Charlemagne brought that up on a breakfast club. That's crazy, you know? You know what I'm saying? So that was crazy what Charlemagne did. But when they tried to air him out, he aired them out. Charlemagne with the sexual assaults on the little kids and stuff like that. This right here is like you can't come back from nothing like that, dog. You know, he has, he's, 
He's, he met a little girl that was 15 years old. He allegedly did some stuff for his paperwork on it and everything. And that's crazy. So for him to be in the public eye now still, it's kind of messed up. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think, I think his little star power is going to keep him like right, right there. But that shit might fizzle out. But let's get back to this Kwame Brown before we get into Charlemagne. You know, Kwame Brown wasn't a bad guy. He don't just deserve all the shit that people saying. You know, of course, we know you weren't good in basketball. That's besides the point. My thing is, the black guys that have these podcasts, the athletes, it's more whack white guys than black guys that play basketball. You'll always come at the black guys. Like, it's like... Motherfucking um, big country was trash. Nobody talks about this guy. You know, we got guys like Rick Smith. We got guys like Detlef Shrimp. We got a bunch of white motherfuckers in the NBA that play that no black podcaster is ever talking about. But Kwame Brown's making a point. They fixed this. They fixed their their conversation to tear down. Their own kind. They tear down their own kind. Like, you couldn't have talked about another guy besides him? You know what I mean? He damn, he damn sure did. He averaged not even five points in the league. You know what I'm saying? But, but he was there for a reason. He was in the league that long for a reason because, like I said in the beginning of the show, you don't last long in the NBA if you're bad. You stay in the NBA if you're good. You're somewhat good if you can last more than five years in that league. You're okay. You're okay. Now, what I said was he was below, below, below average as far as living up to the talent because he was a big man. He had to guard guys like Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I'm saying? He had to guard, guard some beats. It's hard to do that every night. You know what I'm saying? He played with Kobe Bryant. You're not touching the ball when you were Kobe. You on the team with Kobe, you taking two shots. You, it's, you play basketball with the guys that are... He played basketball with Michael Jordan. He played alongside the GOAT himself. You're not shooting the ball when you're playing with Mike. Mike taking all the shots. Mike taking every shot. You know what I'm saying? So you can't fault him for not having, not living up to the expectations offensively. But you can, you but but he was a factor on the court. He was a factor on that basketball court as far as being a big presence but these guys they shitting on them they shitting on them they they beasting them they wilding out and then when he wild out nobody likes it nobody likes when this young man is doing because he's airing these dudes out like he talked about like like we're gonna get back to Charlemagne now he talked about Charlemagne I think what they they hid Charlemagne's case you know, because nobody, everybody in his industry probably knew about that shit. 
They said, nah, we ain't gonna talk about this shit because we like for you to keep on getting on the radio talking the bullshit you talk. So we gonna sweep this shit under the rug. But the young boy had the guts to bring it out and had paperwork to show. So now that's not that's not cool now. Now they not feeling that. They not feeling that. And the fact that he's not attached to no media outlet is really getting to these people, man. Because now they like, man, we can't sue him or nothing. We can't do nothing. We can't get him fired. He did all this from his cell phone. And just broke these motherfuckers down straight up. Straight up. It's crazy. Give me one second. Let me sip this. Moscato wine. And we're not going to spend too much time on this. Because in my eyes, I think this is a bullshit topic to talk about, but it's the hottest topic of the week. It's like a piece of shit topic to talk about. You know what I'm saying? We talking about grown men that's going back on the internet, texting each other and saying, you this and you that and da da ba da ba. I mean, come on, son. Like, these motherfuckers is grown. They like really grown with money. You know what I'm saying? They grown with money. Like, these motherfuckers got millions of dollars and they on the internet texting each other on Instagram and talking crazy. You know? That's beyond me. That's what I don't understand. And it got the attention of the whole world. Talking that crazy shit. You know, got the attention of the whole world. Like... It's people all they loving this shit. The sound bites on YouTube, they they making videos out of it. They getting thousands of views off they shit. It's crazy. Back and forth talking the bullshit. But you know what? Today, and he even talked about Stephen A. Smith. Now let me tell you before I go, before I go, Stephen A. Smith deserves all the smoke. Because Stephen A. Smith talks heavy shit, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, the young boy said he gonna put hands on Stephen A. Smith. He said, I'm gonna put my fucking hands, I'm gonna smack you in the back of your head. That's what he told him. And Stephen A. Smith don't want no parts of that. He just said, you know, ignore him. And then you got the guy, Chris Broussard. You know, they talking all this crazy shit. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just weird. It's weird to see these men. Cause this is what they are, they are men. It's weird to see these men with the platform that they got. Talk the way they talk. You know what I'm saying? Like just saying crazy shit on, on TV about individuals, man. But today the New York Knicks played the Atlanta Hawks. Before I talk about the Lakers, I'm going to talk about the New York Knicks. The Knicks played the Atlanta Hawks today at Madison Square Garden. The garden was going crazy. You know, the Madison Square Garden was at not at full capacity. I think they had 50%. But them fans lost their fucking minds at that stadium. And they were up and they were making noise. They were holding up banners and all types of shit. They had their mask on. They elbow to elbow in the stadium. New York basketball is back. Playoff basketball is back in New York City. The mecca where it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Them boys ain't make the playoffs in eight years. What they should have did was played a little harder to try to get that that win. Because you need the first win. You need the first W in order to have the right push to go into game two. 
They lost this game. Now they got to come from behind and win the next game. You know what I mean? So it's going to be hard. You got the little boy Trey Young told them to be quiet. He did. He put the shit shine up. Told the crowd, you know? So I want you guys to understand something. Trey Young might get bodied that next game. They're going to put the bruiser on him. They're going to bruise him up that next game because he's a fragile guy. And when one thing I notice about New York basketball, when you talk shit and you mock them fans, the pressure coming game too. They're going to send Derrick Rose, going to chop him up and we're coming off the bench. They're going to hit him. They're going to hurt him. They're going to bruise him. He ain't going to get no easy baskets. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a, 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 a hell of a match. It's gonna hell of it's gonna be a hell of a match. I'm telling you, because the Knicks, I believe, are gonna take that game, that series in six. Knicks gonna take that in six. You know, Atlanta is not a hard, an easy team, but um, what's gonna have to happen is Julius Randle gonna have to get more than 15 points. We don't really need the Knicks. Don't really need Julius Randle to get um 12 rebounds. You got to get your other people involved. Let them crash the boards. Julius Randle, they need 25. They need 25 at least. They need at least seven boards. 25, seven. And he probably, he got to be selfish with that ball. When he get it, don't pass that shit. You got to score. Now, Andre Barrett, RJ Barrett, is the one I'm worried about when it comes to New York basketball. I'm worried about that kid. I think that he's going to get um, nervous. I think he's going to get nervous. And to be honest with you, to be honest with you, Andre Barrett shouldn't, RJ Barrett shouldn't be nervous because he played for Duke. So he knows what it is to play in big time games. But this is the NBA. This is a bigger platform. This is the bigger fucking platform. It's going to get crazy. And for the Knicks, I think Julius Randle is definitely the best player on the Knicks. For the Hawks, I like Clint Capella, but I like um, Trey Young. Trey Young balls out. You know, Trey Day. Trey Day going to do it. But, you know, what I'm saying is that R.J. Barrett, he's really going to have to be the key piece for the New York Knicks. Because the young boy Burks off the bench, 30, 27 points, something like that, 25, off the bench. Him and Derrick Rose coming off the bench scoring like that, it's going to be a problem game too. And they're going to play more physical because Coach Tibbs is all defense. So when I say they're going to play physical, trust me, expect Trey Young to get hit with some shoulders right on his ass. You know what I'm saying? Right on his ass. They're going to lay his little light-skinned ass down. Yellow boy going to hurt. Going to be hurt. Now, um, the Lakers, I watched the Lakers today. The Lakers played Phoenix. And I think the Lakers should have won that game. The thing about the Lakers, you know, I love my Lakers. You know, I'm a Laker fan. But the thing about the Lakers right now is they playing too much. They, they, they toying with teams. If you know you can beat somebody, just go beat them. Don't play with nobody. Don't 
try to keep the game close so the fans could be in it. The Lakers could blow Phoenix out by 30. I know they can. These guys are that good where they could beat these guys by at least 30 points. The thing is, the thing is with the Lakers right now, The thing, the thing is with the Lakers right now is they not going hard. They not going hard. And when I say they not going hard, it's the supporting cast. Kyle Kuzma. Um, all the other guys. You know, Kyle Kuzma. You got the ball. You got the ball with the dreads. I can't. I don't always forget his name. But um, the bench. They only got really like three people, four people come off the bench and put in work. You know, so when I say that when the Lakers bench put in work, I'm talking about they got to all score 10. Yeah, they got LeBron. They got to all score 10 because LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond going to put in, going to do what they got to do. Alex Caruso got to at least give you like, got to at least give you, he got to try to give you 10 points. 10 assists. He got to figure out a way to make those passes count. He got to be able to find you. Whether it be alley-oops or a nice bounce pass in the paint. But 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 Alex Caruso got to figure out how to get into the game because he, he can even start. He can actually start if they want him to start. But um, he got to find a way to get into the game. Could, Kyle Kuzma got to find a way to get at least 15. At least 15. This young boy can give you 20. Easy. But he not giving it his all. You know, he not giving it his all. In order for the Lakers to win, these young players that are on the bench have to give it their all. They have to. No questions asked. Other than that, they're not going to win. Because LeBron going to give you a triple-double. LeBron going to average at least a triple-double this series. He going to burn Phoenix up. Then you got Anthony Davis going to give you a double-double, 25 and 10. Probably 25 and 15. Then you got Andre Drummond going to give you a double-double. He going to give you 10 and 10 plus rebounds. Probably even three blocks. You know, probably three blocks. Um, but I'm talking about he's clearing the boards out. So when you got these is the three that's in the paint. These are three guys that's in the paint. So the two guards got to put in work up top. So you got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond down in the paint. Locking it down. They giving you at least 75 points right there. So the Lakers got to put in some heavy work right now. The Lakers got to put in some heavy work. They got to stop playing because it doesn't get easier. It only gets harder. You know, it only gets harder in the playoffs. The playoffs get harder. And then you got Chris Paul that you're playing against. He's a warrior. He's a warrior. He got hurt today, but he's going to come back and he's going to play game two. But he got hurt. But that goes to show you about Chris Paul because he plays hard every series in the playoffs. He always get hurt in the playoffs. That's because that's how much he wanted. You know, he wanted so bad he playing the hardest out of everybody on that court. So your intensity gotta be level gotta be all the way up here. You can't go in the game half ass against Chris Paul or um 
or the other young boy that they got um, from Kentucky. You know what I mean? These guys is balling. These guys is balling, man. As for, I watched the Brooklyn Nets play Boston. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Brooklyn is going to be there. I don't think Brooklyn going to be there. I'm telling you right now, I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be there. At the, when it's all said and done, it might be Philadelphia and the Lakers, but Brooklyn is definitely not going to be there. They're not going to get to the finals. And a lot of people might look at me and say, yo, you tripping. Brooklyn got the big three. They got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. But, yo, that's not, that's not enough. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you that that's not enough because they don't play defense. They don't play defense. Now, yesterday when they played Boston, they were forced to play defense. Because Boston was trying to beat them yesterday. Boston was not playing with them. And you got to think, Boston is is missing out on Jalen Brown. They don't have Jalen Brown. That's about 20 points they lost right there. But they still got Kimba and Jason Tatum. And if Jason Tatum can give you 50 one of them games, it's a momentum shifter now. Because now you built up confidence in these young guys. Now their confidence level is all the way up here. So if Jason Tatum can help them boys and get at least 40 or 40 piece at least, Brooklyn might be in trouble, man. Because, like I said, they don't play defense. They depend on their offense. They're dependent on offense. They depend on the score being 140 to 125. They depend on that score being like that. Yesterday, it was in the 90s. I think it was like 100-something to 90-something like that. It wasn't that big. It wasn't that deep of a score, you know, because the Celtics came to play. They was playing defense. They want to win. They're not trying to lose. Now, I'm not saying that Brooklyn going to lose to the Celtics. I'm not saying that Brooklyn going to lose to the Celtics what I'm saying is, it's not going to be easy for them. It's going to be hard. And now, with that being said, the next round is going to get a little tougher. It's going to get a little tougher. And I wish they was playing the Knicks the second round. Because them Knicks would give them, some, give them hell on that court. You know, the New York Knickerbockers, I think, could handle Brooklyn. I really think so. Off the crowd energy alone. They'll run them out the gym. They'll run their asses out the gym. When that motherfucker hit that organ, when that motherfucker hit that organ in New York, that shit go, eh, 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 eh. That, the, the crowd just stands up, and them boys turn to the monsters from Space Jam. Any Nick team. I'm talking about any Nick team. The bad, the worst Nick team, when they hear that organ and they see that them fans get up and them celebrities start going like this and they start shaking their head like, you know what I'm saying? It's popping now. That's New York basketball. See, you got to look, you got people don't understand the details of the New York basketball, man. It get crazy. 
It gets ugly, man. And when you got to watch, you got to watch it. When Spike stand up, because Spike the man. Spike wear the orange and the blue. You know, Brooklyn ain't got nobody like that on the sideline. Spike stand, Spike get to standing with that scarf around his neck, and they, they do that. They clap. And that's encouraging to them players. Them players look at that shit. They sit on the side. They be like this. At one point, they be like, you know, they tired. But when the fans bring them up, they, they know they got to play basketball now. The fans start yelling and they start screaming. You know what I'm saying? They know. It's time to represent. It's time to represent. I'm telling you, it's a difference. It's a big difference. And let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not forget the fact that Dame, Dame Dollar might come to New York. Dame Dollar might come there. So Brooklyn might not have a shine this year like, like they got next year. The Brooklyn might, not, might not have a shine they have next year like they got this year. Because when Dame Dollar hit this town, Julius Randle going to have to share a billboard now. And it's going to be all about them New York Knicks. It's going to be all about them New York Knicks, man. It's going to be all about that organ. It's going to be all about that organ playing at the Garden. Yeah, you're going to start seeing celebrities from all over come to New York. Because you got to understand, and I didn't get off subject because I'm talking basketball, but you got to understand that, excuse me, my battery got low. You got to understand who runs that town, you know? And that's not what, under, Brooklyn don't understand who run that town. You know what I'm saying? You got these players that come, and Brooklyn's an expansion team, but you got these players like Kevin Durant. They didn't beat them in the regular season. Series probably won't beat Atlanta. But you got to understand something about New York City. Like, you got guys like in Brooklyn, you got these Kyrie's and these Paul Pierce's, and Brooklyn been trying to stack for years since they came to the league. They've been trying to be, they've been trying to outshine the New York Knicks. But the Knicks could have the Halal guys playing on that basketball team. The boys that chop the chicken and shit and put the white sauce, hot sauce. They could have five halal guys playing on that team. The New York fans ain't going to give a fuck. They're going to tell you like this. It's New York Knicks. They're going to wear that jersey. They're going to wear them halal guys' jerseys. It's just what it is. Brooklyn Nets don't have a fan base. They don't have the energy to make it to the finals. What I'm saying, they don't have the energy. They don't have what it takes. You can get all the star power in the world, but if you ain't got the right fan base behind that, ain't shit gonna happen for you, man. It ain't nothing gonna happen. You're not gonna win in that city. And you're not gonna win, 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 win in that city. You're not gonna win consistently all the time. I get it. They trying to bring a championship to Brooklyn because it's a new city and all that. But no, you can't buy rings. Y'all not the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all not the Yankees. Y'all not the L.A. Dodgers. Y'all the Brooklyn Nets. You know? Y'all the Brooklyn Nets. Y'all not that team. The fans don't even really believe in y'all. The fans just talking crazy because they think that it's cool to root for the, Brooklyn, for the New Jersey Nets.
you know? They don't have a fan base. I can agree. The Knicks obviously have loyalists, but that's but that's incorrect. Randall is not the fact. Is not the face of New York City. He's not. In my eyes, he's not. I'm gonna tell you who the face of the New York basketball is this year. I think it's all of them. In my in my eyes, I think. It's a collective thing. Julius Randle, just the most skilled player on that team. But I think that team, as far as the team, the team did that. You know, the team really put that together, put this whole thing, the coach and the team. Because nobody's seen this coming. This came from out of nowhere. This whole thing came from, came from, I don't know, out of nowhere. The Knicks was, the Knicks, the Knicks were at the bottom. They climbed to the top. You know, they worked their way up to the top. They beat some people. And yeah, they didn't beat Atlanta in the, in the series, like my man said. But that's during the regular season, you know. That's during the regular season. And the playoffs might be a different story. Now it's playoff basketball. It's not regular season basketball. Coaches coach different in the playoffs. You know, they don't coach the same. It's not like they're not just trying to get a W. Now they really they really need that W now. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes teams just lose close games in the playoffs in the regular season. But during the season, during the regular, regular playoffs, you're going to see a whole different basketball team. Because Derrick Rose know what it takes to play in the playoffs. Um, Julius Randle played, for, played with the Lakers. I don't, I don't he played with Kobe. He 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 had a chance to to witness greatness. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think his 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 toughness is coming from like being able to play next to certain people and just understand that he got to step his game up. You know what I mean? He can't just be playing and shit like that. Um, I'm gonna shift gears real quick because um I wanted to talk about a little hip hop real fast. I I know I talked about J Cole last week. But um, Benny the Butcher dropped something, and it was all right. It was okay. And to be honest with you, I hope I'm not. Um, I hope I'm wrong. But I think them dudes was falling off now. I think they falling off slowly but surely. I think they shot their load as far as hip hop goes, and they got in what they wanted, and now they making their way out because. That sound not lasting too long. I mean, it's a good sound, that vintage style, that old 90s style, that that rap that we like and certain people enjoy. But I think his shot is low. You know what I mean? Because I listened to it, and, I, and I, I got through like the fifth song. I said, man, this shit is boring. Like, the music is boring. The music bored me. It didn't make, make me like want to listen no more. I was like, man, this shit is whack. You know what I'm saying? And I hardly say that about certain artists. But with that, I said, that shit is corny, man. That shit, get that shit out of here. I started listening to Al Green after that shit. I was like, nah, I can't listen to this bullshit. You know what I mean? Because it's like the storyline that they rapping, it's like they keep doing the same shit, the same boring-ass rap. The bars just didn't step up. You know what I'm saying? The bars didn't step up. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want to hear the rappers elevate. 
um, make a statement with their next albums and their mixtapes and shit, but these dudes didn't do it. It was pretty lame and repetitive and shit, and I ain't like it. Well. But if anybody else heard their album, I don't know the name of it, I heard Benny's album. It's it, And you know what? I think it was a compilation album with artists that he's introducing to the music world. So that's probably why I didn't, I didn't like it because them dudes had a dry ass flow. You know what I'm saying? They flow was like, it was tiring, man. It was like listening to like a, like a kid that don't know how to read rap. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, no disrespect. I guess I would say respectfully after that, but yeah, it's just different. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to hearing the new DMX album coming out in a couple of days. I'm really gonna look. I'm really gonna listen to that and just try to hear where X was coming from, because um, you know, rest peace, DMX. He passed away, but I still want to hear his music, and I hope they got more after that, like more tracks that they can just drop on us and like hit us with, because X was official and he had some fire, and um. You know, it would be good to hear something from DMX, some fire, because some of your favorite artists that don't make music anymore, I know they still got it, you know, so I would really like to hear some of these dudes make make some music, like, not necessarily like Jay-Z. I really don't care for listening to Jay, but I would love to listen to some new Nas, even though he made the last album, King's Disease. That was tough, but I want to hear more Nas, because Nas doesn't spoil the fans, but I really want to hear more of him. Um, Busta Rhymes, definitely. I want to hear some more Snoop Dogg, like some corrupt, some West Coast shit. I want to hear something official from some of my favorite artists. Um, and not these new guys. Definitely not these new guys, because they starting to piss me the fuck off with this shit. They talk about a bunch of nothing. Shout out to J. Cole. J. Cole put it down with that last album. We talked about that. Like I said, um, Cole did his thing. He did his thing, man. As we try, you know what I mean? I'm going to try to make a smooth transition out because my battery's getting low, but I wanted to talk about other things like this vaccine and um, not trying to preach the vaccine, like take it or don't take it. But 75% of Americans have to take the vaccine in order for them to say the COVID is no longer here. So that's why they're trying to push, push, push for this vaccine to be taken so we can get at least 70 to 75% to where as though the COVID-19 will be officially over with. You know, already they're trying to say that CDC, the White House is asking them to to eliminate it, just say that it's over with, like people not getting sick and dying and shit like that. So they want the world to go back to normal now. But um, it's like business, it's politics, it's all types of shit wrapped in one. So it's not as easy as people think it is. Lil Durk and Lil Baby got an album out in June, out June 4th, can't wait. I, 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 will, check, I will check for that, Lil Durk and Lil Baby. I will, I will get with that. But, you you know, so if you're out there and you just be safe and as far as this COVID-19 thing goes, because um, 
you know, people people still getting sick, but they're not dying like they was, and that's that's thankfully let's knock on wood for that because um we don't want nobody to die, you know what I mean? So as far as the vaccine goes, it's necessary if you need it. If you don't, you don't have to take it. It's it's, it's your body, your choice. You know, don't let nobody force you to take no goddamn needle in your arm. You don't know what the fuck is in that shit. And um, we don't we don't need to be going out like that. Yeah, I would like to hear that voice to hear. You know what I mean? So we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful what we put in our body. And to the podcasters, I mean, to everybody that reached out to me on Anchor a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, during last week, people was um, hitting my Anchor drawing up. Yeah, no, that's that's a good album. That's a good album name. But during last week, people was hitting my Anchor up. They was telling somebody told me they liked the way I interact with the with the Instagram and the podcast. They like the multitasking. Um, I'm gonna screenshot these things and put them on Instagram so people can see like the um, the comments that people make on the Anchor website. People leave me comments and they say little things. You know, it's people that listen. They don't say no hateful shit. Nobody say nothing crazy. Everybody just keep telling me to do do my thing and shit. You know, one of my coworkers was listening without me knowing, and I was walking down the block. He said, "Yo." The podcast is official. I like that shit. Keep going. I like that shit. I was like, I was like, where are you listening to that shit? He said, yeah, man. Somebody gave me the link. Let me hear it. Told me I need to check it out. So that was official. You know, I, I fucks with that. You know what I mean? I fucks with that. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Also, showing love. And um, on Instagram, we're going to grow it. It's going to be all right. You know, people, I notice they pop in and pop out. But it's all good. They're going to keep on popping in. And they're going to get used to it one day. Um, shout out to the 2% of New Yorkers that I had. That shit slowly, that shit quickly shot up to 28%. Shout out to everybody in New York. You know what I'm saying? I ain't mad at nobody that don't listen. But once you listen, I fucks with you. I fucks with you if you don't listen. You know, New Wave Podcast. We here. We ain't bitter. We ain't hating. You know what I'm saying? I ain't fishing. I ain't asking nobody, begging nobody to listen. You're going to listen. One way or another, you're going to hear it. You're going to be like, yo, this shit is tough. But um, shout out to the 2% that was listening. And that shit grew to 28. Shout out to the 26% that tapped in. And um, I'm looking forward to more New Yorkers tuning in, man. Because like I said, I'm from Brooklyn, man. I'm from Brooklyn, dog. Y'all not going to make it look like... Y'all not going to make it look like... I'm not showing love. I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn. My podcast for everybody. Yo, be safe, man. And have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Be careful out there tomorrow when you're moving around. And um, looking forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And everybody out there, you know, tune in to TikTok. You know, I'm on TikTok. My shit moving around a little slowly but surely. I know how to promote it. I know how to push that brand and make it work, you know. Everybody out there, everybody else that's out there, you know, one love, man. I see y'all when I see y'all, man. It's New Wave Podcast, man. Y'all keep tuning in, and I'm going to keep showing up, man. Peace.